Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. I am, of course, the Wookiee with me tonight. I have the doyen of North Melbourne podcasters on Big Footy, uh, <laughs> Kangas. Welcome aboard. Thanks, mate. I'm happy to be on. And, Probably not happy that North's losing, but anyway. Well, 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 we did talk a little bit about North in your absence last week, and we'll get some of your input on North Melbourne this week, but uh, what caught your eye, mate? Oh, probably two things. The first one probably should be North-related is the Glenn Archer incident of jumping the fence and then <laughs> later having it out. I'm not sure what the circumstances were, whether he had it out with the parents later on or runner. It was but a runner, been charged. Oh, it was the runner in the end because there was two incidents. In any case, he's been charged with assault as people well, very well know, so that's interesting and the second thing is probably the Clayton Oliver he's going to be winning the Oscar for worst actor mm. you got to wonder what the medical report said because on on vision it doesn't look like he he got hit hard and if he and if he did get hit hard there was certainly a lapse between him getting hit and him deciding to fall over from it yeah and he it's... has a bit of history of this he did a little bit with the North game to Sean Higgins of all people <laughs> It's just, it wouldn't be so bad if he'd fallen straight away. Like, yes, okay, you got hit, you fell over, all right. But the gap between getting hit and falling over is pretty damning, I think. That's pretty funny. It's, uh, but, you know, it went to the tribunal anyway. Schofield, it was Schofield, wasn't it? Um, he got, well, initially he, he did get that game banned, which was interesting. And then it was the, overturned, obviously, last night, but... Mm. Rightly so, but geez. Yeah, so um, a lot, a lot of interesting social media by well, not just social media, but media by play there with Damien Martin coming out and uh, people going after Martin for saying some things about it, and you know, <laughs> like so. so oh, lovely. The, the whole media strategy during this hasn't been great, really, from Oliver and, and the club, perhaps. But uh, there you go. I think what what caught my eye in a very similar vein, if you like, has been the whole uh, what I'm calling Bashar Gate, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after Bashar Hooli uh, went to the tribunal for elbowing um, uh, Carlton player off the like off the ball, Jed Lamb. thank you, Jed Lamb, off the ball, middle of the ground. <laughs> Just yeah, turned so around and elbowed quite... him square in the head. Well, it's funny because of just the timing in terms of end of Ramadan and the, the fact that his last name's Lamb. It, a lot of people had a lot of fun with that one. Yes, yeah, so, but we're, we're not going to have fun with that one at all. No. Um, but uh, I think I think what bemuses a lot of people is that he had character references at the tribunal uh, from... Uh, Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister. Malcolm Turnbull. I don't think that would have helped him. <laughs> and, and and Gold Logie winner Walid Ali uh, from Channel 10's The Project. And that was apparently enough to get his, what was everyone assumed was going to be at least four weeks, down to, uh, down to two because, you know, he didn't mean it and he's a top bloke. Oh, is he a good bloke? I called you. <laughs> he's a top bloke who didn't mean it and... Uh, even though this was well off the ball and he was looking, he turned around to look at him before he hit him. So, you know, it's... Uh, so the AFL, the upshot is the AFL Tribunal has, for the first time, apparently, 
decided that uh, the sentence imposed by the, uh, the tribunal was insufficient and is appealing it uh, to the AFL Appeals Tribunal. So that we, uh, a semi, well, I, I say independent, it's a semi-independent body. Um, we'll have a look at this and will uh, no doubt be very, very, very interesting indeed. But I find the notion that character references from uh, TV presenters and the Prime Minister... <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting how much character actually comes into it because reading the threads and all the legal experts we've seen they have on Big Footy, they just sprout out of nowhere. But the fact is that character references don't hold as much sway in the legal world, but apparently they do in the AFL world. I'm not sure how that works. Must be a tribunal type thing. Well, I'm just I'm just thinking, you know, if if uh, you know how long Tony Lockett could have gone for. If, uh, you know, when, when he demolished Peter Caven, if, uh, you know, Paul Keating had given him a reference and said, you know, he's a top bloke, didn't mean it, <laughs> you know. Oh, jeez, we should have used one for Jack Zabel for all those years. <laughs> David Reese jones career could have gone a lot longer. He could have played another 20 or so games if, uh, if, if, Paul, if Bob Hawke had said, nah, nah, he's top bloke. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so char- character references. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> folks from Neighbours giving references and things like that to like Lance Franklin next time he fronts the, the tribunal. So his cake viewer can do that for him. You know, Carl, Carl from the Today Show will be giving, you know, giving Barry Hall a reference. No. Ooh, it's interesting actually you bring up Barry Hall. Yes. He's sat down with Brett Stake and he's discussed the incident. And he was asked a question, you could have killed him. He goes, yes, I probably could have if circumstances were slightly different. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It still haunts him, he says. So it's interesting that he shows that remorse, which is probably a good sign of the character somewhat. Well, I think if anything, his, uh, his in- induction into the Hall of Fame and his speech that he gave there... Um, he's a changed man, I think. He's a, he's matured perhaps since he left uh, since he left the game. Yep. So I mean, he he was. I thought he was a very good uh, boundary commentator to begin with. Uh, he was. Um, he knows his stuff. Yeah, but he he was showing maturity. I thought that uh, some players never do when they you know when they leave football. So he's he's done pretty well. He, he's grown up. Good on him. Yep. More players should do that perhaps. But who would sell the papers, though? That's the problem. So I want to I want to talk while I've got you. I want to talk a little bit about North, uh, if I can, if just briefly. Um, <laughs> um, last week we did talk about the whole North to Tassie thing. I'm not really overly keen to uh, to delve into that further. But North are uh, applying for an AFLW license as well. They're not having yeah. the best of seasons. Uh, you know, Jared Wade is injured. <laughs> Semi-injured. We're never sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so so your season's on, on the rails until he comes back, I guess. Um, what, what's going on down at Arden Street, Mark? What's what, well, what, what news um, have you got Jared for Jared Wade is back somewhat, but for some reason we're playing four tall forwards, so that's kind of bit us on the backside with Magic Door, Wood, Brown and Wade. That's a bit tall. <laughs> Just a little bit. I don't know why we bother doing that, but anyway. But, yeah, it should be interesting with the AFL... Women's license. North's been pushing for this for a long time, as have a number of clubs. But I think 
you've raised the point earlier that North might use Tasmania to try and get this women's license through. It's a shame if it is true because we do have those Victorian connections, I believe, to the Melbourne University girls, etc., as well as a lot of strong links between the huddle and women's football in Melbourne. But it will be great if we could do that. Also, a redevelopment of Arden Street itself is expected, but he knows about the details and whether it actually happens. Good luck. How, how much would North um, be spewing about the whole Ballarat development after they left to go to Tassie? Well, it's kind of fueled the North Melbourne Western Bulldog big footy hatred <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> As people are well aware, we don't like each other very much. Yeah, we're a bit unhappy that the fact that it got taken off us after years of development and the fact that we had an affiliation with North Ballarat and the VFL and they took it off us and then they started redeveloping it all. And now there's word that it's going to be start, starting to be used for VFL a lot more. It's going to be used for preseason cups more. There's potential in the long term for AFL matches if they keep the development up and expand it. So... I'm not happy about it at all. My, my understanding is that uh, the Western Bulldogs will play AFL matches. I think there's one scheduled there for this year, isn't there? Is it? Well, that, that's I surprising actually, to me. I knew preseason sure games but... were scheduled, but I didn't know AFL points were there yet. It would be amazing if true. I thought my understanding was North left when uh, the funding wasn't going to be given for the development and they went to t- they chased money in Hobart instead. It was kind of like that, but it was also Airfield nudging us towards that and taking the development zone away from us because we used to do a lot of schoolwork up there in order to try and recruit new fans and stuff like that. It was kind of like a mini recruiting zone in its own way. Mm. Well, I think you raised uh, raised it earlier with me before we started podcasting. Is why does no one like not, St Kilda had a relatively low crowd on the weekend? Why is no one talking about the Saints and, the, and, and their financials are up the creek? You know, uh, they're in the middle of a multi-million dollar redevelopment at Moorabbin. Why does no one uh, ever talk about the Saints in the same uh, vein as relocating North Melbourne? It's, I'm not sure. It must it must be more of a history in terms of finances. I, I can't be sure. It must be historical reasons for what I know. St Kilda in recent times obviously haven't had the greatest times in terms of finances. They've only won the one premiership in what, 120, 130 years, and that was only by one point, uh, or a couple of points, so I, I'm not really sure why. I think North's probably an easier target. We don't exactly have a predefined zone like St Kilda probably has in terms of its own suburb. We're a bit more, you know, a bit more chaotic. We've always been talked about more in that respect. We've got Gold Coast history, we've got Sydney home games, we've probably sold more games away than St Kilda has that might be the reasons mm. alright well let's move on to uh, well the latter I guess not a lot of lot, not a, a lot of big news unlike last week but uh, so we will move on to the AFL ladder which I'm presently bringing up but uh, there's some a school of thought that GWS is not getting all the credit uh, it deserves for being on top of the ladder. This was raised on uh, on uh, Footy Classified briefly on Monday night. And there's probably a strain of truth in that. There's a lot of focus on Adelaide being up there, but not really a lot of credit being given to GWS for being up there. 
Yeah, and considering they've had a lot of injuries too, they've rotated a lot of veterans through, like they're playing guys like DeBall. I never thought he would get another game. And they're, Stevie Johnson's still in the team. I know he's not playing the best football, but injuries have forced them to play these guys, and they're still playing bloody good football. Mm. So look, we look at the ladder, and uh, GWS are clear on top of, by a game at the moment, 10-3. Uh, and three. Uh, Adelaide in second, along with Geelong there. Uh, at nine and four, uh, really? Adelaide with a very superior percentage. Uh, Port Adelaide, uh, a similar percentage to Adelaide actually, in fourth along with Melbourne and uh, Richmond as that logjam that we were talking about last week starts to break up a little bit. West yeah. Coast, St Kilda and the Bulldogs at seven and six. Uh, that takes you all the way down to ninth. Uh, then the Swans, Essendon and Fremantle all on, Race is on. All at six and seven. You'd have to say they're still very much in with a chance uh, to make the eight. Uh, Collingwood, Gold Coast and Carlton and Hawthorne, their chance is starting to drift a little bit as they're now three games out of the eight. Um, and you'd say almost certainly not going to make the... I would say almost certainly not going to make the eight without a drastic turnaround in the second half of the season. And, of course, bringing up uh, 16th... Oh, 17th... Uh, North Melbourne there at four and nine, uh, mm. probably already planning their off-season trip to somewhere. Oh, probably to yeah, probably Bali. The funny thing can is, they afford, though, can they cost... afford Bali though? <laughs> yeah, probably. That's when they tend where they tend to go. But in terms of close losses this year, if we've won, even if we win, say three or four of them, we'll be in the top eight. <laughs> yeah, well, they've can... lost four under five points this year. Carlton have lost a couple of close ones too, and there's, uh, I think we worked out before last weekend that we'd have been like fifth or something. So, if we'd won all the ones that you know, you've just got to win though. That's that's the that's the difference between being seventeenth and fifth, I suppose. Well, you've got to take the positives with some of these younger developing sides. Yes, North's going to probably have a bit more pain as well as we get rid of a few more veterans at the end of the season. Carlton, not so much, but they very much have a young side, so it should be interesting to see very how much. we head into next year. Very much at the bottom of the ladder there, we've got Brisbane, who are at 2-11. and 11. Uh, Sometimes showing good signs, sometimes not turning up. It's, 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 a, it's a weird year. But for all that, lots of close games, four close ones on the weekend, everyone raving about the season and its unpredictability, and anyone can win on any given day. It's a good season. Yeah, not for me. But... <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, it's nice to win, but and the football could be better quality, but close games are better than floggings, I think. So well, it's been very. You can look at the look at the positions from what five down, or four down to fifteenth. Like they all have chances to get into the eight. Uh, I, I start to think if once you're more than two games out of the eight at this time of the year, it starts. The mass is starting to get to you. It's uh, what round fourteen yeah. this week. And uh, you got eight rounds to go. You're trying to pull in, yeah, well, round fifteen. You're trying to pull in. Um, you know, you're trying to pull back three games with seven games you to are. go. You're relying on people. You start relying on people to lose. It starts to get out of your own hands. As much as it's in yours, so there we go. Let's uh, go to round fifteen. Though speaking of the devil on Friday night at the MCG, Melbourne have got Sydney, and well, yeah. what shapes as a decent clash? 
Uh, it would be if Melbourne's injuries wouldn't hurt them anymore mm. in terms of Jeff Garwitt and Jesse Hogan being out. That hurts them quite a lot. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's a, that's an interesting uh, one for for people to watch. I think that'll be an, that'll be a fun game, a Friday night game, a rare Friday night for Melbourne. Um, On the MCG, it's at, at the MCG, so get around them, lads, as they say. Saturday afternoon, the Western Bulldogs have got the West Coast Eagles at Etihad Stadium in what will hopefully be a decent crowd. Yeah, maybe. They only got 28,000 to the North North game, and that was their home game, so I'm not sure why people aren't questioning their relocation either. It's it's a fun one, isn't it? I'm not sure what can be done about that um, in terms of... What's well, their their premier their premiers? They get twenty eight thousand against. It's their home game against North, a traditional rival, and they only get twenty eight. Mm. It's there's something wrong here. Well, maybe it's Eddie Head Stadium. I mean, people just don't want to go there. There's nothing wrong with the stadium intrinsically. It's just it's not the MCG, and people know that. I suppose so. I don't know. It, it could be the fact that there's just not enough GA tickets in decent locations. Although on Sunday they uh, for for last week uh, for a game last weekend they were open on level one apparently, mm. which is apparently rare. So Carlton have got Adelaide at the MCG Saturday afternoon. Um, you'd expect Adelaide to win this, but uh, Carlton don't do too badly at the MCG against Adelaide normally. So yeah, Blues at the MCG is always good if you're a Blues fan. I think. Um, and Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. It's a perfect time to play footy. Hopefully the weather holds up. Gold Coast have got uh, the Mighty Ruse. Oh, this is going to be a horrible game of skills. The the former Gold Coast Kangaroos. Oh, yeah, thanks for that. At, that um, just... well, if you want to go any further, the former Sydney Gold Coast Kangaroos. <laughs> Sydney Gold Coast Kangaroos. Oh, hang on, I think we've touched on why people could talk about relocation. Yeah, funny <laughs> uh, hey, uh, the Sydney games are the one home games are the ones that won me over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, however you do it. Now, uh, where are we? Gold Coast, we've got North Melbourne at Metricon this game uh, in the twilight uh, at 4.35 on Saturday. Uh, pr- probably not on uh, TV in Melbourne, <laughs> I'd assume. Uh, thankful, yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, probably another close one going down to the wire here for North fans. I'd expect Gold Coast probably to get over the line here. Yeah, North's just a bit out of form. Our youngsters aren't standing up to the level expected. Some seniors aren't playing to the level expected. And we have a lot of injuries to a lot of uh, better younger players at the moment, so we're not playing good football. <laughs> GWS on Saturday have Geelong at Spotless Stadium in what should be a cracker of a game. This uh, Saturday night, um, probably going to be the broadcast game for seven, actually. I'm not... Or would be for New South Wales viewers anyway. Probably all over, because the other game's in Adelaide. So, um, one of those games... Well, two, it's usually two, the 7-25 one, isn't it? Yeah, two very good games, though, uh, on Saturday night. The other one being Port Richmond. Look, I, I think GWS will get up over Geelong. I agree, yeah. Um... But if it, if it had been the other way and it had been at Cadinia Park, you'd have probably gone the other way on it. So yeah. it's a, it's 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 a bat, it's probably the match of the round actually in terms of ladder positioning. Port have got Richmond at Adelaide Oval, uh, which will be on at around the same time. 
Um, again, should be a good game. Yep, definitely. Which everyone That's, hopes Port, Port win. Out everyone hopes Port win, and it's a close game. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. Like Richmond beat Carlton on the weekend, and they didn't impress me at all. Like, yeah, that's the impression I got when they beat that, us. They, they could not kick a goal special. to save themselves half the time. It was, it was some of the worst goal kicking, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Essendon have got Brisbane on a Sunday afternoon at Etihad Stadium. Crowd, yeah, crowd will be, be crowd will be interesting for this, <laughs> but. Uh, Woe to Fitzroy. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd expect Essendon to win this one by, well, hopefully a close game. But Brisbane, Brisbane are doing, they're not playing badly. They just fall they're away. Just, they, they do, they fall away, and so you'd expect Essendon to win. Hawthorne have got Collingwood in, in what will probably be the biggest drawing game of the round. Uh, Depends if the Hawk bandwagoners show up. Well, the Collingwood bandwagon as well, so... It'll be uh, this game at the MCG. Um, honestly, I think Collingwood should win this based on... Well, we know, but if, Hawth- if the Hawthorne that beat Adelaide last week turn up, it could be anyone's game. Yeah. Maybe the, I, I would tip Hawthorne based off last week's game. May, maybe the Hawthorne of old is going to turn up again. You just you just never know, do you? Yeah. And uh, Fremantle have got St Kilda in the last game of the round at, uh, at Domain Stadium. Um, mm. and you'd think this is Frio's to lose, wouldn't you? But I mean, the Saints could get up here. Well, Saints play all right football at the main stadium. I wouldn't be surprised to see them get up, but I'll tip Fremantle for the sake of it. Mm. Now, the other thing that I wanted to bring up uh, while we're here is uh, Ben Dixon saying that every club needs a goal-kicking coach. And having seen how um, how... Rocker is working at Carlton with Casbolt and seeing how poorly everyone else is uh, kicking for goal at the moment, especially uh, at Richmond, where it's just, the, on the Sunday it was just an epidemic. They damn near lost the game for themselves by not being able to kick straight. Um, they won in the end, and that's good, but... Yeah, well, good for them, I suppose, but uh, they, they, they damn near lost it by not being able to kick, so... I, I, I tend to agree. I don't think there's enough uh, there's enough emphasis on goal kicking. Gangus, uh, I would agree. There does seem to be. A, I mean, it's been said before that fitness coaches and things like that they don't like players practicing goal kicking because the risk of injury is high, um, and you know they'd rather players be fit than kick straight. But at the end of the day, you've still got to score, don't you? Well, it's a skills based game. Mm, well, it's a scoring based game as well. And if you can't if you can't score, then uh, what are you doing out there? So, well, that's uh, that's the round coming up. What uh, what are you looking forward to the most about the round, Kangas? <laughs> Not North game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the Geelong game, GWS game. It looks like an absolute ripper. Yeah, those those two Saturday night games. Although Melbourne, how Melbourne go against uh, Sydney on Friday night will be interesting as well. Uh, but those night games, um, Melbourne, Sydney, GWS, Adelaide, Port and Richmond, um, how Hawthorne go against Collingwood on Sunday. I'm hoping for another good round of footy. Um, it's it, it has been a reasonably close season. I'm hoping to see upsets. I'm hoping to see 
Carlton beat Adelaide. I'm hoping to see, you know, Brisbane get up over Essendon. Brisbane getting up over Essendon would be awesome, actually. <laughs> but, um, That'd be funny, though. <laughs> you know, I'd like to see St Kilda beat Fremantle in Perth. Um, I just... It, it's good for the game when the underdogs can get up or when anyone can win any game at any time if they've got the right coaching or if they've got the right attitude. And that's, you know, that's what we've seen a lot of this year. Clubs getting up where they had no right to be getting up and coming back from positions they had no right to come back from. The more we see of that, the better, I think, for the game. It'll make it'll make a very dreary back end of the season. Uh, good for a change. The other thing, AFLX, we didn't get to last week. It was announced the day after. And North uh, have been involved in the trials for this, Kangas. Have we? And apparently uh, North rated... Uh, very enthusiastically North are among several AFL clubs and VFL clubs that have trialled it Um, this is a seven aside game with three on the bench played on a rectangular field and it is currently scheduled, uh, well it is likely to be scheduled according to Simon Lefleen for the bye week for clubs that miss the finals Mm, should be interesting what ovals are they actually going to trial do you know in terms of proper in terms of attendance, well, I imagine Eddie had would be the guy for this because they can bring the stands in or whatever. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, it should be interesting. I'll be interested to see the crowd and just the general reaction to it. My own reaction to it, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of these gimmicky type things. But then again, I'm not a big fan of 2020 cricket, so shoot me for that. But yeah, it should be interesting. I really want to see the people's reaction to it. If people like it, great, but. I just kind of miss State of Origin a little bit. <laughs> I, I, th- I think... Look, I miss State of Origin. I love State of Origin. Um, but clubs and players, I just don't want it. And not enough fans want it for it to be a... Uh, to be... Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I hate international rules. I, I loathe it. I, it's a bastardised version of our game that I, is an abomination to everything that we know and I hate it and I don't see why we can't have uh, like two games of origin or three games of origin instead of three international rules games or two international rules games it just you know have an extended bench if you have to shorten the game a bit if you have to but there's no reason why we hey hey, tell them go to softer I don't care just do something (laughs) I don't, I don't see why we couldn't have, like, 15-minute quarters and have a, a 30-man bench or whatever. I, yeah. You know, or just... Or even nab cap rules, I don't really care. Like, something to make it softer. I don't... As long as they play something like that. You know, have you know have a two-game series, you know, where Victoria gets to play WA and Victoria gets to play SA and, and SA gets to play WA or whatever. I don't care. Don't care how you know New South Wales can pay Queensland in our own mini Origin series, you know, whatever. Yeah, that'll, that'll be one for the highlights. <laughs> well, the, as a state side, I think that's what we're missing. I think everyone goes on about how you know it's the states that are playing each other, but there's a lot of Queenslanders and New South Welshmen scattered around the league that could probably benefit from. Uh, get get some beneficial exposure for the game up in New South Wales and Queensland. It's not the worst idea, to be honest. I think that's it needs a bit of a boost with New South Wales. Yes, it's great. It's growing a little bit in Western Sydney, but 
country New South Wales, it still gets called gay AFL. It's not very, it's not as popular as it should be. I don't, I don't mind AFLX as a concept, and I think it could be like a, a summer version of the AFL. But like similar to like say NRL nines or rugby league uh, rugby union sevens, um, yeah. you know, just a, a, a short series, um, couple over a couple of weeks maybe, using non-listed players. And then what I would do is instead of having the preseason draft the day after or the week after the main draft, I would have it after this competition has run. Well, this should be your last ditch effort to get into the league. Mm, that's an interesting concept. Like, oh, I like have, that have, have it captained by a recently retired player or two, uh, or, a, you know, um, or a star of the game that's, you know, that quit a couple of years. Like, you know, there's no reason, like, Jimmy Bartell couldn't captain a, a Geelong side in this situation. Mm. You know, or, or, you know, players that had to retire because they couldn't handle the rigours of the main game, but they could handle a shortened version on a smaller field. Yeah. You know stuff like that, and 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 then have um, you know have players that missed out in the draft or recently delisted players or whatever that might better that might be better suited to this shortened game who can have this last ditch attempt over the summer to get um, and then have your preseason draft, which enables you to cover any injuries you've got during the preseason. Yeah. Well, I, I, idea, I, whether it's feasible or not, or whether it happens. I don't see. Idea. I don't see why it's not feasible. There's no football over the summer. There's enough. There's enough uh, local grounds available that you could hold it on, without having to use the rectangular ones that are used by soccer and and whatnot as well. And even if they are used by soccer, they're not used every week by soccer in like Perth and Adelaide. So. Yeah. It's you know it's an interesting thing. I, I that but that's how I would do it. This this week this bi- this bye week before finals is crap anyway. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's, um, it's just rubbish. But uh, anyway, that's my thought. Um, look, I think we've set a record for how short this podcast is going to be tonight. Uh, we have rocketed through things. It doesn't help that it's been a slow news week, but um, not much you can do about that. Thanks for coming on, Kangas. No worries, any time. And thanks for coming on, Wookie. Um, I don't know why I'm thanking myself, but why not? (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm always here, so... uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening, uh, and hopefully we'll be back next week with more news and more people for a change. Uh, We might even even have a full list on... um, and we'll, we'll see you all on the forums.